Hi, I'm Kara Gott-Warner, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and what an episode for you today. This is episode 106. Jeez. I don't know. You know what, Amy? This is live, know. so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. Because we are at Podcast Movement 2017 in Anaheim, California. And guys, my friend Kara is here. Hello, Amy. Thank you for having me. I was going to start with an English accent, but I said, nah, I will. I'll just be me. I'll be the quirky me. That's that's what we want. Because Kara was on the show, guys, if you don't remember, episode 16. All right? It's a while back. It was a while back. Episode 16. I think that was two years. It was. I mean, I feel like I was one of the first. I mean, I obviously that was. One you of were the first, one of the first, you know? yeah. Um, and we started our podcast together. We've been on this podcasting journey since the beginning of these our, of our two podcasts, and uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, we've been doing this for a couple of years mm-hmm. before, but before we started these podcasts. But it's like we've learned so much, and we've grown together in so many different ways. And here we are, a podcast movement again, which really is not it's not exactly what brought us together no no no, no. but we did uh come together last year we had a great time and this year we're, we're rooming together and we decided hey why don't we actually at a podcaster's conference record a podcast episode hello made sense right <laughs> uh the other thing was it's been two years since we talked officially uh, you know with you guys and we thought it'd be a great time to kind of check in on Kara's dream. She was episode 16. This is episode 106. Mm-hmm. And two years went by. What's changed? What's going on? Oh my gosh. So much. So right? much. In two years, really? So much? Well, yeah. Well, you well, you know, but of, of course the audience doesn't. But um, yes, I mean, since we, we first spoke, you know, of course, I was just starting the podcast. I was still working as the executive editor of Creative Knitting. Mm -hmm. So that was my day job. Great job. Loved every minute of it. But I was ready for a new chapter. And over the last couple of years, I just, you know, was creating this process to, you know, take the leap into starting my own business and focus on the podcast full time along with other things like workshops and online trainings and coaching and that sort of thing. And so I took the leap in February of this year, 2017. And, and yeah, and so now it's been about six months into the, the journey. And the one thing I always, when people say, how's it going? You know, and I say, well, I do realize that time is finite, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and I was talking to a fellow maker business person in my industry, her name is Tara Swiger. There's a plug for you, Tara. Anyway. She, we had those conversations at one point where before she took the leap into her business, you'd have that fantasy, you know, during the, you know, sitting in the cubicle or the office, uh, the fantasy that, oh, I can do this and I can do this and I can do all these amazing things and I have 
eight hours plus every day uh, instead it's of being right? yeah instead of being at this desk you know but it's it's sort of sort of a facade and I know I'm maybe like using the this analogy that always helps me this it's the rainbow it's a rainbow analogy in 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 a nutshell it's it it doesn't exist. It's like beautiful rainbow. And as soon as you go to get the rainbow and you grab it, it's gone, man. Yeah. I'm not saying that to be a Debbie Downer by any means, but it's just that it's not, things are not what you think they are. I love being on my own, but it is a ton of work. And back to that time is finite. I don't have all this time. It's still the same thing. You know, I throw the spaghetti on the wall and see if it sticks. But at the end of the day, it's about making decisions about what that one thing is. And you and I, we've been talking about the one thing. And yes. you, I know you've probably talked about the one thing on this podcast, but determining what my one thing is, and it was very surprising for me that you helped me to realize that it was something a little more indirect than I thought. We did, and we did. And before we get to that, though, let's talk about why it took you a year to make the decision, mm. right? Because the one yeah. thing in time, I do want to talk about that, but it took you a while to make the leap, so to speak. And you had been talking about it. Well, it took you a year. It was probably, I don't know, eight months before you actually started yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I took the leap a little bit sooner than my original timeline. Um, it's kind of a funny story because I, well, first to address your question about why why it took as long, because, you know, the reality is like, oh, a lot of times, you know, we've got to work the day job and work the side hustle. And I was the only, bre you know, the breadwinner, the main breadwinner in the family. So I really had to put my ducks in a row, put money away. And I was in a very special situation just to be completely transparent. You know, it's a, it's a, the cost of living is, is, is pretty low. Um, the, the company that I worked for, this little craft, this craft company, I shouldn't say little, big craft company in this little tiny town. <laughs> so I was really fortunate to have a decent salary that I could just, I could totally take care of my entire family and, you know, live in a modest house, modest surroundings. So I could, I was able to put away a, a year and a half of living expenses in the bank. And then I took the leap and I planned this all out on a plane ride <laughs> one year. And I, I wrote all, I did all the math and I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so that's all I need. That's all I need that money to get to take the leap. So then I did in February and originally my timeline was June, this June. Wow. So I I took the leap in February. So for me it was you know, making sure that I had that money and then saying, "All right, how are we going to make this happen financially?" Because being in a creative business or for that matter any business, I mean, you can stifle yourself and cause problems when you're worried too much about the bottom line. And I just I didn't need to put myself in that position. Does that kind of answer why it I does. waited? It does. <laughs> but I also remember having those conversations. So Kara and I kept in touch. We still do. Uh, and we kind of check in with each other every now and then, probably monthly, mm -hmm. just to see how things are going. And I remember when you got, when you made the kind of, started thinking about it eight months in or whatever, it, would it was kind of a, I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it. Then mm -hmm. probably, well, I think it was November or December, you told me, I'm going to do it. Yeah, because you know what it is? Here it is. It's like empowering yourself by putting things down on paper mm -hmm. that are really attainable. I mean, anything is attainable if you put it down and you really figure out a plan. I really believe that, even if it's five years out. <laughs> but it was like when I looked at the numbers, 
Because I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And also, it's hard to walk away from a big salary. Yeah. Or it's hard to walk away from that comfort, quote unquote, air, you know, air quotes. Because there's no such thing. Safety blanket. But there is. I mean, let's face it. It was, you know, it was nice. But who's to say that I can't replace that income myself? You know, of course I can. I did it with an employer. Why can't I do it myself? So I think it's about putting putting things down on paper, feeling confident that these numbers or plans or whatever it is, your strategy makes sense and then work towards that. And then it becomes a reality as long as you work towards it. And the confidence comes that you, you say, hey, I can do this. I can replace my income or I can, you know, maybe somewhat replace my income, but live, you know, a little more modestly, which is a good thing <laughs> to try to, you know what I mean? Like, why not? You know? So, yeah. Well, so it was that. Mm-hmm. But I think you also were were getting not frustrated, but you were you were not guilty. You really wanted to spend more time on what you were passionate about. Absolutely, right. Yeah. I mean, you had that plan June, and then in mm-hmm. November you're like, "No, that's it. I I really well, want to focus on what I'm doing." Mm-hmm. And was that a part? I mean, yes, you looked at the numbers. Mm-hmm. Yes, you would be okay. But to pull that trigger, was it? Part of it, also the fact that you were just tired of waiting. Yeah, no, I'm glad you you pulled that out of me because now that I think back, it was it was like that moment. Uh, I wasn't ready before that moment, and it was like, what am I waiting for? I have one life. You know what? I'm not doing. I'm not stupid. I've I'm putting everything. There's there. You know, I'll be okay. You know, and uh, and just go for it. And yeah, I was tired of waiting. I knew I wanted to start a new chapter. As much as that job is great it's a dream job by all means yeah you but, loved it but the thing is is that I was ready and this is you know what I I told my employer and everyone that knows me I was just ready for a new creative chapter mm-hmm. it's that's all it is it's like I was I'm so grateful and it was a blessing but I was ready and I was sick of waiting and yes it was more like okay I want to make stuff that that I can say this is how I'm going to do it as opposed to waiting for approval from somebody else sure because even though I had a lot of autonomy in the job it's still at the end of the day you know, I mean, it was about that was for another for 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 someone else, and it wasn't truly, truly the thing that I made. Yeah, yeah, and you, know? and you just seemed happier. I got to say, mm-hmm. when you made the switch, you seemed happier when we checked in after that. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, you had oh yeah, it had been probably a few weeks yeah. after you made the move, and you just seemed happier. What was it like those first two weeks or so afterwards? Was it weird? Did you still yeah. get up in the morning thinking you had to get, was there a phantom action there? Um, Yeah, in a way there was. And I think it still sticks with me because the hours between, you know, eight and five or whatever, the nine to five mentality, I still feel like I need to be productive in those hours. And so what happens sometimes, and this is bad, it's not, I mean, it's just, it happens, it's not bad, it's human nature, you know you get caught up or I get caught up in the busyness as Mm -hmm. opposed to the productivity. Although I really work hard to say, all right, putting it down on paper, like what are the things that are going to keep the thing, you know, keep the pipeline moving, right? Like what's going to work towards my end goal. Um, But yeah, there are those days where it's like that. Oh, the clock is ticking. It's eight, nine o'clock, whatever. And even when I go to the gym, I'm like, I got to get home and I got to work. So that's something that I would really like to just get out of my brain. It's very (laughs) hard. It's very, very hard. Well, you had it for what? 10 plus years? Yeah, 10 plus years. Well, you know, including my freelance. So I was with Creative Knitting 
I was the editor for over seven years. And before that, I was a freelance editor for the company, for Annie's Publishing, who is the parent company. So yeah, we're talking about a legacy of like 10 years. And so yeah, even I, though I, I was freelance, yeah, and I had a, I still had a process that I had to, you know, go through as, you know, just working with that, with the company. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough to get out of that mentality. And so, yeah, what can I do to get out of it, Amy? No, <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, I, yeah, you're it's, just going to have to one day at a time. Right. Exactly. Right. Joking, one day at a time. It, it does get better. And then after a while, you're, you just have this new way of doing things. That's all. That's all. It's habits. It's habits. Yeah. You know? Well, one habit or, or one thing, you know how the, the saying is, the grass is always greener on the other side. And you have this, this dream that you want to just work on your dreams full time. That's your focus, right? Mm -hmm. And you imagine time is plentiful for you to do everything you want. And so you were saying that it's finite. Are you saying it wasn't what you expected? No, I'm saying, I mean, that's kind of like a joke, but I'm saying that it's, there's the finite meaning it doesn't have, it's not infi infinity, right? It doesn't keep going on and on. Whereas when I was working behind, a, you know, the desk in the office, it was like, I would, I would kind of fantasize about how much time I'll have to spend on my business yes. as opposed to, yeah, um, I'm doing this thing, the magazine. And th this is when I knew it was going to get, getting stale. I wanted to, maybe I'm just going to go I won't bop around yet. Let me just hold that thought. But yeah, finite in the fact that there is only so much time. There, there are only so much, many hours in a day. And mm -hmm. that was a hard reality because all, my, all of my ideas yes. were still bigger than the number of hours that I had in a day. And that's about making decisions. And it doesn't mean get rid of those ideas, put them in a back, in a back pocket, you know, put them on in Evernote, call them a later list back burner bucket, whatever. And I heard uh, a quote once, forget who said it, you know, because I really listen to so many podcasts and love quotes, but it goes like this. You can do everything you want, just not at the same time. <laughs> That's very true. That's a very powerful quote. <laughs> it is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I think the reason I ask is a lot of us who are doing a full-time day job and have dreams that we're working on the side, we often fantasize, you know, that day job, it's taking away all my time. If I wasn't doing that, I'd have oh, yeah. all the time in the world to do my dreams. And it's I a, would have been yeah. done them probably in a week. Yeah. And I think that's one of the realities we have to remember is, hey, there's still really only 24 hours mm -hmm. in a day. Mm -hmm. You got to sleep. You, you should sleep, guys. Make sure you do that. Yeah. You know, you got to be healthy. Uh, and there's only so much you can work. It's just putting things into perspective. So like, again, I'm not by any means a Debbie Downer because um, I believe in chasing dreams. That's all I do is chase my dreams. But sometimes your dreams can be nightmares if you <laughs> chase too much. <laughs> I know that's Yeah, like, that was the Debbie Downer, wasn't anyway, it, right there? <laughs> no, but I mean, if too much, like, because I honestly, I can stress myself out. You can get obsessive. And I am, exactly. Well, not you that's get the obsessive. Word. Oh, I do get obsessive. No, it, please, no, make no mistake. And then it, it can be, yeah, it can like rule your your mind and yeah it can be a little bit uh crazy pants so and, the, and that's the thing i think um for those dreamers out there who are working full-time jobs and are you know dreaming of the time when you can just work on your dream full-time keep that reality in mind okay it's not that you're gonna suddenly have endless hours to work on it you will but there's still other things that are going to hold you back from being able to work on it 24 7 365 one of them is your health and body because you you it's not sleep when you're dead okay that's 
It's a terrible saying. It's a terrible saying. You need to be at your best to chase your dreams. So keep that in mind as well. And I think it's something that we don't think about because we're so, so focused on the grass is greener on the other side that we forget about the fact that, yeah, there's a fence holding the, that mm -hmm. grass in just as much as it's holding us in. Absolutely. And that's, and another thing is this, um, when I started working for myself, the feeling of that, you know, that safety net, even though it's illusory, illusory, yeah, it was scary. It's still scary at times, even though I'm building myself up more and more and it's a process. Um, but have patience with yourself, I guess, if I were to, you know, kind of share any wisdom that I've gained so far, because I think patience is essential. And also you're going to have fear, but just face that fear and realize that it's, it's totally natural. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that sometimes I sabotage myself in, let's say in a given day where you're talking about self-care, it's like, go to the gym, go for a run, totally like treat it like a bubble bath. I, I use that analogy for myself because and someone said that to me once, like just be there and mm -hmm. be present instead of I can be thinking about work and not be, and I have days where I'm so plugged in. I mean, believe me, sure. but, but, but I, I, I'll admit there are many days where I'm just like, I gotta get home. I gotta get doing that thing because I gotta, you know, get things in the pipeline, you know, but it's, it's all going to fall together. Right. To really try to believe that your wellness, it's all part of the package. Mm -hmm. Your, your mind, taking care of your mind, taking care of your body, whatever that, and that means, you know, meditating or praying or exercising. Think of it like you're downloading something in the background on your computer, because that's part of, in my opinion, your business plan, your marketing plan, or should your be. everything plan. Yeah, it should be because that's the thing. Uh, and you said it before, you know, your dream can turn into a nightmare. Don't become so obsessive with it that it just becomes, you forget why you're doing it. You forget mm -hmm. that the journey is just as, mar uh, just as much a part of the actual chase. I mean, that's what you should be enjoying. It shouldn't be torturous. Otherwise, really, is it your dream? Let's, let's kind of think about that. It's yeah. not just about the end goal. It's how you get there. Totally. Yeah. No, this is good. I'm glad we went this deep because I'm sort of feel like this is like a psychoanalytical, <laughs> psychoanalytic, whatever you call it, moment for me. Really, because well, we haven't talked about that. I mean, no. we've talked about it individually, but we haven't talked about <laughs> the fact that you your journey. And this is why it's cool. And, and we're going to bring some past guests back, guys like Kara, uh, just to see where they're at, see what they've done and how things have changed for them, because sometimes even dreams change. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. What would you say before you left your job? What would you say your dream was? Could you define it then? Yeah, I could. I could. And I sometimes think I might have veered off a little bit. So I know that my dream was to focus on the podcast and how I can actually take the podcast and use that as a means to create a sustainable life and living. And what I mean by that is turning the, uh, centering it around a membership community, which I've begun to do on Patreon. So I've got the Patreon thing, work with budding designers, knitwear designers, mm -hmm. creatives, and pay forward my knowledge as an editor, as a professional in the publishing world for over sure. 15 years, and how they can kind of get scrappy and pull together. Because, you know, I was an illustrator. I, w I did so many different things to serve my industry. Mm -hmm. and, and how do you do that? But really coming from the place of how you tie in 
the holistic side, like how, just like we were saying before, your business plan is you as all of that stuff, but to really come from a place of like being an agent of change and for others, for others. Right. And not so much. And I guess what I was saying veered off a little bit because I've been, because there's been more of a, I guess my audience has been asking for classes about certain knitting techniques or Mm -hmm. trainings and so that's something that I've been building where I thought I didn't think I was going that in that direction I thought I would just focus on the coaching right and the encouraging and I'm in the trenches with you and I'm going to help you market your business and grow your business and 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 then also help them on the on the wellness mindfulness side of the fence so and you know we've had those conversations so yeah, it's, so it's morphed into some different areas, yes. Did the morphing take place? And, and the question to follow is, did your dream change once you started focusing on it 24-7, essentially? Or, like, was it the same dream, but you said it morphed a little? Was it a result of what people want or because of what you're realizing you could do? Oh, I think it's a combination of both. But in the, initially, it was because of what people wanted because I was out of the gate a little bit following the money, if you will. Um, is that wrong? I don't know. But I think in a way it was like, well, teach their own. I mean, it wasn't that's... like I went way off. It, it wasn't like I sold out, man. You know, it wasn't anything like that. But I did go in a slightly different direction than I wanted to. And and it, and it's it's not at a point, it's not like I, it's not like uh, there's no turning back. Of course, it's about iterating, evolving, changing things up, pivoting, all that stuff. And uh, I still have that that opportunity. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope that that made sense, but yeah, it was a combination of the demand and also because I saw an opportunity to do more because, you know, now I'm kind of going back full circle a little bit and really looking at those, uh, those relationships that I've formed in the industry, you know, over 15 years of like these wonderful relationships with yarn companies sure. and distributors and manufacturers. And these are, I, I think of them all as friends, you know. But I did I did amazing things with them and they were pleased with the results, you know, the things that we did through the magazine. And I thought, well, why not take that and start my own, you know, mimic that to a degree and and apply that to what I'm doing now. And and so far it's, you know, it's 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 happening. So I'm pretty excited about that. And that's a pretty new thing even now. So yeah. But I have a lot, a lot going on. And I have to really now assess now that I'm at the six month mark and peel back a little bit more. So that's the interesting thing is how, you know, when you're focusing on a day job and you're you have a dream, you think it's in one form. And then mm-hmm. when suddenly you have only that to focus on, it changes. It's yeah, it's a living creature. It's like <laughs> it's and it should be. It's like evolving, you know. Um, and uh, I think when you write some sort of a business statement or plan, and I believe in that, like, it's not like the old fashioned days where like, this is the business plan. And it, no, it's like, make it a living document that you revisit, sure. even if it's every month. I mean, and make I, it for yourself. Yeah. And make it a map, make it a framework that you follow. Yeah. Make it for yourself. Exactly. I told, cause a, the traditional business plan never worked for me. And it's also like financials and all this, what, you know? Yeah. Um, not I think not it's, to a, say it's a good tool. It, but- no, no, it's a good tool, yeah. but then take it and then, Make it your own. Make it your own, just like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one of the things we've talked about since you've gone on your own, essentially, chasing your dream, uh, is how many things you have going on. And we had a conversation this weekend 
right oh, about the one thing oh yeah yeah right, right. so the one thing for those who don't know is a book by gary keller and jay pap papasan papasan i think is how you papasan papasan okay mm-hmm. like that chair no the no papasan? offense intended isn't that it a jay chair. if you're listening <laughs> um i i tried um so the one thing is essentially you know encourages you to focus on one thing at a time but the overall thing that they talk about is the focusing question which is what's the one thing i can do such that by doing it everything else will be easier or unnecessary Mm -hmm. right so yes and the domino the domino effect is yes i love that i had an image of that illustration from that book on my wall Mm -hmm. actually i had it on my wall my old day job so i could remember that even while i was make you know planning my leap so this is this is applicable for anyone even just like getting ready to make the leap too. So Amy, I I guess did I could just cut you off. <laughs> you were going to ask me a question about this because we're gone we've gone back to this you know well, one thing. We yeah. wanted to come back to this one thing and it's a very popular and guys you should read the book if you haven't. It's a wonderful totally. t- wonderful guide and resource for kind of it's very simple. It it comes back to the basics of things we don't realize. Yes, multitasking is cool, but you know is it really cool if it's not getting you what you need? Um, no, so, yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree, Amy. I mean, you know, multitasking is a myth because actually when you do one thing, you're shutting off this other thing, even though you think you're doing it and you never really fully do the any anything well. And it's been proven. The multitasking thing is, is an argument because I think yeah. there are certain situations where you can multitask. I, I do, I do like, think Like, well, well, I'm just curious um, what kind of, like, you mean... Like I can a, chew and run. Oh, well, there you go. Time. I was just going to say, if it's saying. a physical thing, yeah, yeah, but like when it comes to like work, it, like think about it, even a computer can't multitask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can do one program at a time. Anyway, yeah, I think it's all. It's also try for yourself because you'll see if you say, I'm only going to focus on one thing. I mean, and they prove it in the book. You do one thing and your results will be stellar compared to I've got this and oh, I'm talking to you. Uh, on this interview and then I'm also like looking at my email at the same time bad idea <laughs> yeah so the the one thing here is <laughs> yeah. is definitely talking about how you shouldn't be doing like 20,000 things focus what is the one thing if you focused on would make those 19,999 other things easier or unnecessary right by doing that one thing you might knock out 15,000 of the things that you have on your list and then you know, life would be easier. So what is that one thing? And that was the one thing we, <laughs> that was the thing that Kara and I were talking about this weekend um, because we were face-to-face uh, after months of not being face-to-face. And so it was easier to kind of have that conversation. And it was kind of a enlightening conversation, I would think, but mm-hmm. it was more affecting you. So you tell me, was that enlightening? Yeah, no, it was It was like a like light bulb kind of aha, you know, moment because you know I always think of like the one thing is like my one thing like the why like I'm a podcaster and that's all I should do is podcast or I'm a teacher and all I should do is teach and you know uh and always remember that big arching overarching thing and yes that is my big one thing but my one thing right now this thing that we're we've been talking about all these different areas that I have going on. I have so many different activities, webinars, online classes, launches of challenges, uh, the Patreon, the podcast. So it's like Amy was looking at all my different, you know, you got your little whiteboard out, right? In the hotel room. <laughs> I did. 
<laughs> I did. We started, and we mind we mapped. It up. You know, oh, and the coaching. Did I mention coach and the coaching? And I have an online school, by the way. So she's like, okay, maybe your one thing needs to be to figure out how to create a framework, how to scale down, or to really you organize, know, hone in, and or organize that. That's right. So, and and I had explained to Amy, you know, because I'm a I'm an Evernote junkie. Stephen Hart would love that. Yeah, and I, I've been known to, I can definitely organize it and pull it together and make it the best working thing and kind of conjoin that with Asana. But right now it's out of control. And so Amy was saying maybe your one thing is to clean up your Asana with because I have, I'm sitting, literally sitting on years of content that I've been creating even before I left Creative Knitting Magazine right? Yeah. And so it's like, this is leaving money on the table too for potential, maybe not, you know, it can be free, free challenges, money, all these things like income, revenue, resources. Right. And it's like sitting on my computer, half of it's in Evernote, some of it's in the cloud. I mean, who who the heck knows? So that's, that's <laughs> the thing when we were talking, she had uh, multiple ideas and avenues to place these ideas mm-hmm. in different forms, in different ways that people would appreciate it. And, you know, all of them were equally important to, to Kara. But it seemed like, you know, when you have information, you have material, you can repurpose that Oh yeah, very easily. But she doesn't have it in a form where she can repurpose it just yet. And so that's where- It's overwhelming. Yeah, we said, you know, the one thing that would make everything else she's doing easier would be if we organized it in such a way that she could easily pull the material she needs for her courses, for a webinar that she wants to give on the fly or something else because she just has to go into her vault of amazing content and pull it out. But the thing is, she would probably have to hold on all those individual projects and actually focus on this one thing of organization so that other things will be easier for her as she moves forward. Well, okay, so this brings up a really interesting question. The thing that I struggled with, Mm -hmm. with the one thing, and maybe you can shed light on this. And I appreciate you helping me work through this. It's like a coaching session. Seriously, this is awesome. This is what you, you need to like start coaching people. By the way, I'm going to advertise right now for Amy. Amy J, <laughs> set up a session immediately. <laughs> anyway. Well, thank you. So anyway, um, I have things coming up, like commitments that I've made. And right, and it's going to produce in- income, you know, revenue coming in. So I've got some webinars coming up. Let's just say right now, within the next two weeks, mm-hmm. I really have to buckle up and plan a webinar, write an article and plan for a challenge, which is really not until October, but I have to start thinking about how I'm going to pre-launch it. Right. So those three things, how do I do the, you know, move forward with that and focus on organizing my content? Do it. So when you say the one thing, is it okay to, is, is what I'm thinking. So let's say Monday rolls around for this block of time from you know 8 a.m. to lunch or whatever it is with little breaks or let's say three hour blocks people believe in three hour blocks as like a time to like healthy you know get up move so three hours totally locked down focus on content clean up that's my one thing for that block then later whatever another block for switching gears i have to work on that webinar so what do you think so that's not, yes, it's one thing at a time, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily 
the one thing. So you've identified the one thing that makes your life easier, right? If you're telling me you can't move the webinar, mm -hmm. I think it would probably be more beneficial to you if you took one day, day yeah, mm -hmm. entirely to focus on organizing. Because how, how, much, how much harder is it for you to organize a webinar when you have to hunt for that information? Whereas if you had it organized, you save a few steps because you don't have to hunt for it. You've already done that work. That's really great advice. And I've thought, often thought about that. I've heard people say that. And, and even Brian Tracy, the guru, my, my guru, you know, has, has said that. You know, years ago, I heard a recording and it's always stuck in my brain. He calls it single handling. So finish one thing and then move on. Right. And, and he's been saying that since the 80s, right? So it's like, but then that takes away the overwhelm of yes. it hanging out. Well, I didn't finish that, even though I worked on it. That's great. But now I still have all these little, like this pool of stuff that I have to do. But sometimes though, you can feel like, wait a minute, I, I'm neglecting X, Y, or Z. And you I'm know? sure you feel like you're neglecting the webinar because it's coming up, right? Yeah, it's coming up. But here's up. the thing. If you work on that webinar piecemeal, here and there, I guarantee you, you're adding probably at least two hours I think you're right. of work. When if yeah. you focus that two hours here, you save it there and you've benefited another project you have upcoming. See, and you're, you don't, you'll need less time to prepare for the webinar because as you're organizing, I mean, if you find mm -hmm. something as you're organizing, sure, keep it to the side and mark it. Mm -hmm. Hey, webinar, make a note and then keep on going with the organization. Don't go to the webinar like a squirrel, you know, like Doug from up, don't be squirrel, focus on organizing, <laughs> right? And then you've already marked and pulled the stuff for your webinar. That makes it easier. You have it there. It'll take you less time to prepare. And you've made, you set yourself up for success down the road. Yeah. You know what? I think that's great advice. And it takes away that set, you know, that time, you know, like if you, you start and you get into the zone, by stopping and starting. Yes. What do they say? It takes you like, it could take you up to an hour, half hour, hour just to get back into the zone. Yeah. That's time wasted, you know? That's just, um, and also I think, it's horrible, but it's true. I don't trust myself. Like, I think I might be. Wait, a, in what I, sense? Because, like, let's say, like what we're talking about here, Monday, let's just pretend, Monday, it's all about cleaning up my content. That's primary focus number one. That's my one thing to make everything else more efficient, easier, blah, 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 right? Tuesday, I'm in webinar mode. But my thinking is I look at my calendar and I let something else sneak in and then I don't do Evernote all day long because I didn't commit to that because, oh no, I forgot. I have to do this thing and oh no, I have to run out because I have that appointment. Or, I mean, maybe not. Appointments, I'm pretty good at keeping those, you know, knowing what's coming up. But- I can tend to like, you know, move my tasks around and not stay committed. And then I end up having to pick up on that another so that's, time that's or another day. You say it that way. And um, so, yeah, well, that's it. It's like committing, truly committing. Then I would be able to say, okay, that's a great idea, Amy. But there's a part of me that's saying, what if I don't really well, do so what I Well, so let me ask you something. The reason you keep with your appointments <laughs> is why? Because it's somebody else's? Oh, yeah, because I have coaching ended. clients, right? So the, a perfect example is coaching clients and pod, podcast uh, uh, interviews. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that take up. And I keep those two certain days. Like, sure. let's say Monday and Tuesday, it's only that. So I right, don't but, have to switch gears back and forth from that mode. But the, the point, though, I think is, is that because other people are reliant upon you, 
you keep the appointments. Like you wouldn't yes. let something else get in its way. Absolutely, yeah. So there's a little thing that we're going to need to work on called self-discipline. <laughs> and you're going to have to make the appointment with yourself. Yeah. And not disrespect yourself mm-hmm. by putting yourself off. Make yourself a priority. I mean, if your priority is getting this organized, mm-hmm. then that should be the focus. Don't shortchange yourself because you think it'll be okay. Because truthfully, it's not. Yeah, no. And because you've made a plan, it's going to work if you mm-hmm. stick with it. Mm-hmm. So stick with it. And you have to kind of force yourself to say, hey, I got to wait on that. And if it's something distracting, then put it out of visual sight. And yeah. you know what happens too? It's like sometimes we can think that everything has equal importance and yeah. it doesn't. And that's what gets you in trouble because then it keeps you from doing the things that are really the most important. And if you can't identify what the most important thing is, you're you're screwed. So with Luc- getting to those, you know, you know, you can't you can really sabotage yourself. You so know? Lucinda Cross, she was on uh the last episode, 105. Mm-hmm. She's a big proponent of vision boards. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's something to do mm-hmm. on a smaller scale is do a vision board for what you need to accomplish and put it in front of you to say, hey, this is what I need to get done. Yes. There's also something else called a chalkboard method. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. I was thinking of doing that. Um, so you can do this with a chalkboard or you can do it with craft paper or big pieces of paper that you could put on your wall. How's it work? It's like you're doing a vision board or a mind map. And I first, I heard this on a podcast called Being Boss. I love their that, that podcast because they talk about this chalkboard method in detail. And so you can have a big whiteboard on your, on your wall. And let's say you want to get, attain coaching clients and you have open boxes and then you have like a sort of like a deadline or whatever you set up. This is like a surfacey ex- explanation, but the idea is it's visual and it's on your wall, like in your office and you always see it and mm-hmm. it's big as opposed to it's in a binder. And people say that this method, I think it's been used by many people, not they just kind of mentioned it in their podcast, but that there's something about that psych- psychology of seeing this chalkboard method. It's a chalkboard, a whiteboard, mm-hmm. craft paper, big, gigantic, your goals mind mapped or however you do it. It, it just, you reach, you're, you end up n- never forgetting that, that goal because there it is. It's right in your face all the time. Guys, we'll try and get that link in the show notes for you uh, for the podcast episode that Kara's talking about. Okay, yeah. So you can check it out because I think that's interesting. So it's such, yeah, it's, no. it's really interesting. Here's the thing. Any method you take, any vision board you do only works if you let it work for you. Yeah, it's right? true. You know, so there, yeah. there's going through the motions and then there's really allowing it to try and work. So mm-hmm. that's, that's an individual case basis, guys. If you want it to work, you're going to have to make it work. Yeah, it's just like, a, you know, like there's no di- there's no magic pill, yes. you know. Like, like you know, we're always looking for that magic bullet, you know. It's just never, yeah. And just like the rainbow thing too. It's like all that stuff. It's like just do the work, do the work, and you know, there's so many different avenues to, now, to play around with. Kara, remind everyone where you are on social media so they can keep up <sighs> with you to find out how things go with organizing and the webinar. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Uh, so I'm Kara Knits, um, K Kara K A R A K N I T S one word. Kara Knits on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, on Facebook, Power Pearls Podcast. And yeah, I mean they can find me on powerpearlspodcast.com, and then my main website, Kara Kara Anyway, you'll find me. 
Yeah. And guys, definitely check it out. Follow her. Then you can see how things have changed and, and what she's doing and how things go. Kara, any last words for the Dream Chasers out there? No, that's I think we we covered a lot of good stuff here, Amy. And uh, thank you for all your words of wisdom as well. All right, guys. This is Amy J with episode 106. We are in podcast movement off to one of our sessions, but you can find all the show notes about this episode, the links we talked about and how to reach Kara at chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 106. That's episode 106. Until next time, guys, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.